Good morning. Welcome to the Fire Fitness Podcast with me, Paul. No, Jono, again, because let's just face it, I don't think he's ever coming back. Um, Guy's doing a PhD. It's pretty busy. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make your New Year resolutions, the whole New Year, New You, just better. Like, you don't need to have New Year's resolutions and you don't have to have delusion of grandeur when it comes to actually having them. And then we're going to talk about the ASC as well, because it's only 10 days from recording till this goes out. So uh, probably nine days from when this actually goes and gets released. Because it's released tomorrow morning. So New Year's resolutions usually last. I think the average is a third of people's New Year's resolutions have already like, completely gone by the wayside by the end of January. And that jumps to like 70% by the end of March. And there's like a 99% fail rate when it comes to New Year's resolutions. Because people just, they'll say something whimsical and they'll say something that means absolutely fuck all. And then be like, oh yeah, that's my New Year's resolution. And then change nothing about their life. How many times have you gone into New Year saying, oh yeah, I want to lose weight this year. Or I want to get fitter this year. Or I want to run a marathon or I want a half marathon or I want to do Tough Mudder or I want to get in shape or I want to do a photo shoot. All these things I've had people say. I've said some of them myself and some of them I've done, some of them I haven't. Like, we're not perfect. But we can make these goals a lot a lot better in terms of how we actually apply them and how we go and hit them rather than just saying, oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to do a little bit fitter. Well, a little bit fitter, if you went for one run, you would be a little bit fitter. You wouldn't notice it, but you would be a little bit fitter. If you lost a kilo or half a pound or 100 grams, you would have lost weight. So you can see how these uh, these goals are just intentionless, if that's even a word. There's no intention behind it. And what people do is they focus so much on the outcome of their goal that that's all they worry about rather than the process of it. So there's two different ways we can look at goals. The first one is a process goal or an outcome goal. And the outcome goal is you focus on, I want to lose however much weight it is or body fat or um, I want to get fit, I want to run a marathon. And that's the outside and we go outside inward. So the outside is the outcome. And then you have the process within it. So the outcome is, I want to be a stone lighter. So the process is you stick to a calorie deficit, you go to the gym, you walk more, you move more, you eat healthy, you drink more water, you sleep better, um, whatever. Whatever it might be, join a sports team, you go and do things on a weekend that you wouldn't typically do. All right, And then the outcome then manifests itself through the process. However... The way that works is because you're so focused on the outcome, you never identify as these habits. So all these habits you only see as a short-term fix to hit those goals. That's where people fall down because they'll hit their target. So they'll get to the weight they want or the look they want or whatever it might be. And then they'll completely stop. I've got clients who in the past have done marathons who I know right now wouldn't even be able to do a 5K just because they've not done running since they did the marathon, because they hate it every minute of it. 
That's because they only ever looked at the outcome. They never did it for the joy of it. The other way we look at it is we identify. So you can identify as your goals. So I personally, I identify as an athlete. All right. I'm relatively strong. I probably couldn't run a 5K unless I had someone pushing me to do it, but I think that's more boredom. Anything past a 5K, I don't think I'd actually manage it from a fitness perspective. But I can play sport and I can hold my own in most things. So I identify as an athlete. And that identification allows me to then live the way an athlete would. So I eat fruit and veg. I eat high-protein diet. I eat carbohydrates to fuel myself. I prioritize sleep. I prioritize health. I prioritize me being ill to complete them, these things. And then that identi identity becomes the process. So the pro process comes from the other direction. So the process comes from the identity. So because I identify as an athlete, I eat my five a day. I drink water, I sleep, take my vitamin D, eat protein. That, that's the process of me becoming an athlete. And the outcome is I, I walk around with visible abs. I'm relatively quick. If someone said, do you want to go for a run? I could. If someone said, do you want to go and play football? I could. I'm fit enough to go and play cricket. All these things are now the outcome, but I've come from the other direction. So... The identity of me being an athlete allows me to then live and breathe and look like an athlete. Whereas in the first scenario, because the outcome is always so orientated around losing weight, that's how people become obsessed with it. It's an all or nothing mindset. It's like if you don't lose weight, then you're failing. Whereas if you're identified as someone who lives a healthy lifestyle, then the weight becomes irrelevant because you know you're living a healthy lifestyle. If you identified someone who prioritized, prioritized their health, wanted to gain muscle mass, be strong enough to um, deal with the demands of life, make sure that when the 55, 60, they don't fall over, break, break three bones in the hip and like have to go into hospital. If you're identified as that person, then the process becomes easy. You just eat more, more fruit and veg, you eat more protein, you eat, drink more water, you prioritize sleep, you have some vitamin D. If you're postmenopausal, you do what postmenopausal um, females need, which is... Um, a lot more weight training, less rest, more protein, all right, some other supplements and things like that and whatever. But that process then becomes the outcome, which in the other scenario people are focused on. So you don't have the all or nothing mindset because you know you're eating healthier. And if you know you're eating healthier and there's no way that you could have put fat on because of your lifestyle and you put weight on, it's like, all right, well, it's not a massive deal in your head. Psychologically, you're fine with it because... You know you're living that healthy lifestyle. And it's that identification of your goals that will get you so much further than just whimsically saying on New Year's Eve, oh yeah, I want to lose weight from next year. Because you won't. Because you'll change nothing about your life. Because right now, you look exactly like the lifestyle you live. Just take that in. So how do I actually set these goals? Well, one, you can say, I want to lose weight. But if that's all you say, then you're fucked. What you need to do is you need to be a little more specific. Why do you want to lose weight? Is it because um, you 
actually need to lose weight in terms of a medical condition or that number on the scale is like a, a prerequisite of uh, surgery or maybe you have PCOS, so losing weight would bring back your menstrual cycle. Maybe you have um, some other health condition like diabetes where we know losing weight would increase your diabetes outcomes of. So we can look into that and say, all right, well, is it because you want to lose weight or because you want to feel better, look better and, and live a healthier lifestyle? All right, and then we basically reverse engineer the gut. So you can reverse engineer, I want to lose weight too. All right, well, I want to lose two stone because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm carrying about two stone worth of body fat. But I also want to like turn up and I want to build some muscle. So instead of focusing on the weight, you say, all right, well, let's focus on the build muscle. So to build muscle, what do we need? Increase protein, increase sleep, increase fruit and veg and healthy diet and increase weight training. All right. And then to lose body fat, obviously, we stick to the basics. So calorie deficit, protein, fiber, five a day, water, not going out getting sloshed every Saturday night, not having takeaways every day. All those things that would make sticking to a calorie deficit a lot easier. Then you add weight training onto it. And the combination of the two will breed into that goal. But what you've done there is instead of looking to this time next year and saying, oh, by December next year, I want to lose two stone, you've broken that down into what do you actually have to do every day to hit that goal? How can you monitor it? Well, you can take progress pictures, you can take measurements, you can take it weight. You can monitor your lifts. So are your bigger lifts so you're getting stronger? Are you able to go up and down the stairs without getting out of breath? Are you able to go run a 5K? Are you able to run? Are your injuries less? Can you swim further? Can you walk further? Can you go up a mountain without considering thinking about that you're not going to make it up and down? All these things are actually measurements of the goal that you're seeking. But you don't, people that focus on that, they focus on the number. And the less focus on the number you have, the more that number will change. It's just a, it's like a weight paradox because you don't care about the number. You care about how you live and how you feel. Because most people, if I say to them, do you want to lose a stone or are you just unhappy with how you look? Or if I say to them, if you lost a stone, but nothing about you changed apart from that one number, nothing changed. You didn't feel different. You didn't look different. Your clothes didn't fit differently. You weren't healthy. You weren't sleeping better. You weren't training better. But that number was slightly different. Would you be happy? The people said yes. The people that say yes in that are the people that have usually been to Slim and Well Weight Watchers and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, I've lost a stone. And the people that say no are the people that actually realize that the number isn't the issue. It's how they feel about themselves. So you do have to focus on everything else but the number, and the number will change. But the number is the least interesting thing about you. You've got to remember that. Like, nobody, I cannot remember the last person I went up to who I've just met and said, hi, I'm Paul. How much do you weigh? Because nobody cares. I stopped even saying what I do because as soon as people realize that what I do, they're like, oh, for breakfast this morning, I had hmm. idiots. So, what you've got to make sure if you're going to set goals for next year, 
is one, make sure that they are attainable. Because if you say, all right, by this time next year, you will fit that goal into that length of time, regardless of if it's needed or two. So if you have to write an essay at university and they give you a year, you'll do that fucker in the last month. You'll make it last a year. Whereas if they say you've got a week, you'd make it last a week. Or you'd do it in a week, regardless of the workload that you've got to do. Because you almost fit the task into the time frame given. So if you say, I want to lose a kilo in a, a year, you're going to do fuck all for 10 months because it's so far away. If I said to you, all right, this time next year, you've got to be able to run a 10K, you're probably going to start training about a month before because nobody's going to be that prepared because it's so far away that you're like, all right, yeah, I can just put it off. It'll go to the bottom of the list of the priorities. Whereas you should, as a, as a priority, you and your health should always be up there. So you've got to put a time frame that's attainable and you've got to break that down into small manageable goals because otherwise you've got no accountability and you will just make it last. Then you've also got to realize, like, is it the goal that you're wanting? Or are you just saying, all right, I want to lose two stone because you're just unhappy with how you look and how you move and how you feel and you just feel ugh when you put clothes on. Those things are what you need to be thinking about rather than just the number. Because the amount of people that say to me, oh yeah, I need to lose a stone. And when I say why they can't answer it, and if you can't answer why you want to lose a stone when you say it, then you don't want to lose a stone. There's something underlying that you're not addressing. And it's okay to just be like, all right, I want to I look better. I want to feel better naked. I want to have sex with my partner and not have to put turn the lights off or keep most of my clothes on. Those are very rational and reasonable ways or things that you want to be looking at. There's no shame in that. Especially with me, like it's a judgment-free zone here. Then you've got to break them down. So instead of looking at the outcome, look at the identity. How do you, if, if you were going to pitch yourself with that end goal, what habits do you have at that time? Are you sleeping better? Are you eating better? What does your fridge look like? What do your shopping list look like? What do you eat on a day-to-day -day basis? All those things will come. And if you did all that, you'd probably end up where you want to be just without even realizing it. And without all that stress and focus that every time you stepped on the scale, that it might have gone up. Oh yeah, I went to swim while they put on a pound. I'm so devastated. Oh my God. So, make yourself aware of these goals and make sure that you're always attainable, sorry, always accountable to actually getting them. So, make them obvious. So, if you say, all right, well, I want to drink more water, make sure you've got a bottle of water with you everywhere you go. Or I want to eat more protein. Make sure that the first things you go for when you shop are the meats, the proteins. How are you going to eat protein? How are you going to calculate that? Are you tracking your food? All these things need to be there. All right. If you are wanting to actually lose that weight, the ASC comes out in nine days. Nine days. So the ASC is sort of the revamped group coaching um, for this year. 
which is the anti-slimming club. And it, instead of it being six weeks long, it's now eight weeks long and it's actually cheaper as well. So the early bed offer is £99 for eight weeks, which is stupidly cheap. And I've had three people message me saying that's stupid cheap. And I'm like, yes, I know it's stupid cheap. Don't, don't underestimate my knowledge of the cheapness. But there has to be a relationship between the cost and the amount of time you get with me. So obviously if I put 150 50 pounds um, for eight weeks. That means you've got to get 75 pounds worth of me out of every month. And considering my clients pay significantly more than that, I can't afford to give you that amount of time. But in that 99 pounds for eight weeks in the early bird, you basically get me teaching you everything you need to know so you will never have to diet again. This isn't a diet, it's a lifestyle change. It's not somewhere... It's not one of these um, transformation challenges where the best transformation at the end of it gets a prize because imagine if you made significant progress, you looked amazing, all right? Your before and after pictures were amazing. You're feeling better. And then I tell you that someone else did better than you. Like, that's not really, that's not really fair. So I'm not a massive fan of, oh, I'm going to give you a grand for, a for the best transformation. Like, go and fuck yourself, yes. Because that's not what we're about. It's not a competition here. In the eight weeks, you will get taught everything you need to know in terms of what you need to eat, how you need to train, how to train. Um, on top of that, you get a one-to-one -one success call with me towards the end of it to make sure that you're getting the best out of the whole eight weeks as well as what to do afterwards. You get all the coaching logs, all your uh, Google Drive, all of your training plans, all of the recipe books. You'll never have an issue with finding something to eat that you actually like. Um, you'll have a Facebook group with everybody else in there to make sure that you've got some accountability and some um, some somewhere to bounce ideas off that's just, that's not just me. All right, and there's inspiration in there as well. Then you get a one-to-one -one education call every single week with me as well. The idea behind everything is to give you the best opportunity that you never have to diet again. It's the last, last diet you will ever have to start. That's the idea. I'm actually really excited about it because I've put so much work into this, um, which makes it sound bad that the people in, who've done my other ones who have told me they were great, like, they're like, how can you get better? And just wait, just wait. That starts on the 8th of January. There are, or there is only one place you can get the early bed offer, and that is on the priority list. So the priority list is attached to the email that this came on, so it is on Substack. If not, you can go onto my link in bio and get the early bed offer. It opens for signups on the 27th of December, so the day after Boxing Day, which lands on Ellismas. So Ellismas is my Christmas day with my family, so like 19 of us. 18 of us, 19. 18 plus a dog, so 19. Because the dog's bigger than all six of my nieces and nephews. Um, so, sign up stats there. Early bed is a limited time only. So if you are not wanting to pay the higher price, which would suck for you, I'm not going to lie, then please make sure you get on the early bed. If you 
uh, tell other people about it and they sign up and give me your name when they uh, on the, the sign-up form, you'll get £25 back as well. So, yay. So if you get four people to sign up and all tell me your name, you basically get it for free. Yay. All right, so there is loads of opportunity. You can't have for as cheap as possible. And you get from these these group coaching courses as much as you can. Um, so the more effort you put in and the more vigilant you are with yourself, the more you'll get out of it. And hopefully, hopefully you'll um, see me there. So even if you don't want to sign up, even if you're just curious about what it is, you can go on the priority list. There's no obligation for being on the priority list. All it means is that you get all the information, all the opportunity to sign up. And then when you don't sign up, you can just feel bad about what you've missed out on. Hope you have a great week. Um, last week before Christmas. Have a good one. Don't start eating all the chocolate yet. And I'll speak to you all very shortly. Cheers, guys.